educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome aboard to Wednesday, uh, February. But believe it or not, it is February. You wouldn't know it uh, if you'd been outside. We had another... Uh, Another lovely fake spring day. I think we hit 71. It's still uh, 64 degrees at 5.08 here on uh, on Wednesday. Delighted you chose to tune us in. Truth over tribalism. Let's lift up instead of tear down. Hey, coming up in just a moment, an update on the first-of-its-kind housing facility in our city uh, for pregnant and parenting teens. We'll hear from Mr. Jim Blue, President and CEO of Cedars, in just a second. But meantime, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. Did you uh, get outside at all today? Uh, a little bit. Not as much as I would have liked to, but I mean, I mean, mostly going to and from my car and in and out of my apartment. But <laughs> that doesn't... Yeah. It's still, I mean... Beautiful out, nevertheless. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, Jim and I, uh, by the way, welcome back to the show, Mr. You, Jim, Jim Blue. Thank you. President and CEO of Cedars. We were just chatting uh, in the pregame here about, uh, I know you're a cyclist, as am I, and mm-hmm. getting out. So you've been out. Uh, last Saturday was the first outside ride of the year. Good for you. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, really looking forward to it, aren't we, Dan? Yes, and, we are. Uh, maybe this Saturday going to be a little warmer. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I'm stuck uh, indoors at kind of this prime, especially you know now that we're getting a little bit more daylight. So I'm, you know, I'm at a disadvantage. And, I know. You know. Yeah. So, but hope to hit the uh, Jamaica Homestead Trail for nice. an hour and a half. I mean, it's you, you don't want to be out there for too much longer. Than yeah. That. At least you know, an old man like me, I don't want to. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Speaking of people at a certain age, before we get into the meat of the show here, Jim, I, I was having fun yesterday with our listeners and and with my guest on, on the survey that I found online. And I won't bore you with the whole thing, but uh, it, it's, it's about have you used things in the past uh, that uh, this generation would have no idea what they are. And so things like rotary telephones, floppy disk, typewriter, uh, f- 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 film cameras, things. And so anyway, you get uh, you get a point for one, each of these that, uh, that you've uh, done uh, or that you've not done. And anyway, so my, uh, my score was zero. I've done all of these things, but uh, so anyway, I won't, I won't bore you with it. But uh, the whole thing. Uh, but do you remember using a rotary telephone? So Dan and I have known each other for a long time, right, Dan? <laughs> yes, and, and you, uh, you, you also know that you know I can be a little competitive. So if you're a zero and you got time, okay, I'll go through okay, the whole well, thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll knock it out quick for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, used rotary telephone. Yes. Okay. Uh, used a floppy disk. Yes. Uh, used a typewriter. Yes. Uh, taken photos with a film camera. Yes. Listen to music on a CD. Absolutely. Listen to a cassette tape. Yes. Listen to a vinyl record. Uh-huh. Listen, I could almost answer these for yeah, you. I know. <laughs> anyway, because uh, I was there when you were doing these And things. it was all better then than it is now. Oh, Maybe absolutely, yeah. Vinyl record. Uh, let's see. Uh, vinyl. Uh, listen to music on a Walkman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, listen to music on a boombox outside. Boom, yes. Okay, watched a video from a VHS tape. Yes. Uh, sent or received a fax. 
Uh-huh. Yes. Uh huh. Recorded music from radio cassette. You make a mixtape. No, I was never smart enough to do that. Dan. Seriously? Sorry. Yeah, you're Seriously. a musician and stuff. We used to make those Darn all it. the time in the fraternity, but you didn't live. In, in, no, I wasn't you were a Lincoln smart kid. enough to do wow. that. Wow. Okay, so okay, there's, there's one. Loser. Okay, there's one. Uh, rented a video from Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Uh, Access the internet by dial up. <laughs> what was you know for us and i'm your your kids are about the same age as my kids and uh and probably about that same era that uh, they were probably teenagers when you had dial-up it's like hang up the stinking phone yeah, i need to a, use the computer yeah before that to sign on it was cd backslash colon or something yeah. to sign on to a computer yeah anyway yeah uh used a phone book yeah sent a postcard uh-huh uh used a paper map to get somewhere. I still miss. I look for those when I go on a trip. <laughs> uh, owned a dictionary. Yes. Owned an encyclopedia. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, paid with a check. Sure. Okay. So yeah. you got one. Yes. I got the zero. I know, Dan. <laughs> so I, so, I, does, I that mean, it. so yeah. does that mean you're just slightly no, younger than me? No, I had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, record on a cassette. Yeah. On the re- I had an opportunity. I wasn't smart enough to do it like you. Oh, so I just, I, I thought it was so cool yeah. to do that. Yeah. And then you had the mixtape. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for playing man. along. Better man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, uh, Jim Blue, there's so many things uh, to talk about with Cedars. And I kind of teed it up uh, uh, with uh, the, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Lofgren, Chris Lofgren, <laughs> jump in here. This test and yeah. I'm trying to get an idea yeah. how old we all are, but I've got one question that I'll bet neither one of you probably had. On your family phone, did your phone system, was your phone system on a party line? Oh, um, well, um, so I, I was a, a young person here in Lincoln and then my family moved to Ogallala, so... Uh, I I was never in a rural setting that probably had that. So, but I was certainly of that age. There you go. That's right. When I lived on a farm, we had a party line, and he, if you got on the phone and somebody else was on the line, if it was an emergency, you asked them to get off so that you could make an emergency call. Otherwise, you just waited until their conversation was over. <laughs> Here's that's that's wild. I think we have a winner. Yeah. There you go, Chris. You're older than. I've moved to third place. Older than we are. Here's what here's what's weird. I can remember my uh my childhood phone number. 308-284-2278-0235. Okay. So right. we've established We're, that Jim and I are older back to, than back Dirk. To Cedars now. Yes, let's do the Cedars thing. Let's do what we came to do here. Um but anyway, the first of its kind, I wanted to uh, give our listeners an update on the Carriage House, uh, which is a first of its kind housing facilities uh, facility for pregnant and parenting teens uh, here in the city. So I, I remember the groundbreaking and I remember the, the fundraising for it. And so where are we at uh, with Carriage House? Just doing great. As a matter of fact, I had a construction meeting this afternoon. Uh, I am told that we're going to be finished around July or so. Oh, wow. We'll see. Wow. But really have made fabulous progress as the weather has been so wonderful the last couple weeks. Uh, The roofing is almost all on, framed, and it's just really fabulous. We have a waiting list of kids that this program will be so important to. Um. 
that's why we rushed into this. That's why the community there was such a need. rushed into supporting this. Yeah. We were able to raise $3 million in one year wow. to get this done. Uh-huh. That's because being able to reach out to kids that are experiencing an unplanned pregnancy and who are teenagers and who are homeless, we need to do everything we can to wrap around these two lives, right? And that's what the Carriage House will do. It's a very unique model. It's not long-term housing. It's two to three months to help these kids all the learn all the basic survival skills of moving into an apartment in the community which we have, um, but first they need the skills of using a washer and dryer, uh, of cooking, and of course then we move to the prenatal care and the counseling services, the trauma that so many of them experience. So we're just so excited about this. And next fall we will be operational. That's outstanding. Well, I I, I think I certainly was, and and. Again, to, for transparency, I serve on Jim's board uh, at Cedars, and uh, so I, I get to learn all about these wonderful services mm-hmm. and the needs that we have in the right. community. But I was shocked, even as much as I know about what you do uh, and the needs in the community, and I know our listeners and people in the community were, that there's nothing like this, right. uh, that there's no place for these kids to go. Right, yeah, and this this all started back in the fall of 22, and we were contemplating this. But then our street outreach team had contact with a 16-year-old homeless girl with a baby. And you don't just put that in our emergency shelter because that newborn baby is so fragile. And and we did everything we can while she said she's got a friend's house to live at tonight, another one to live the next night, and then she disappeared. So we've got to have an intervention. This community, this state has to have an intervention. Yeah. Uh, So we're so excited, and and it's really coming along well. I got in trouble today with the foreman on the job, Dan. Were Uh, you someplace where you weren't supposed to be? I went out there, (laughs) and I poked my head in the window of the construction. I got a call from him about the need for hard hats. (laughs) And (laughs) so. Safety first. Yeah. So I'm just really getting anxious enough to get myself in trouble with the foreman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hampton is doing the project, right? Hampton is doing, they're doing a wonderful job. Yeah, they're good folks. Yeah, yeah good local partner. company. Yeah. yeah. Doing great. Yeah. So we're really anxious about this. Cool. Uh, this does go fast. Stick around. Can you All stick right. around? Sir. All right. Do, yeah. yeah. Well, we just finished the first uh, segment here. So folks, come on back. We'll continue our conversation with Jim Blue from Cedars uh, right after these messages. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to Hump Day. I hope uh, this week is treating you well. How can we not have a smile on our face with this weather? Uh, Let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. It's the Lincoln Business Roundtable where every Thursday we invite uh, the business leaders uh, into the community uh, in the community into the studio uh, to talk what's uh, going on in the business world. Uh Jeff Mall is in for his monthly visit uh from Visit Lincoln and he's bringing along uh Evan uh Colleen, uh, CEO of Lincoln Children's Zoo. So tune in tomorrow for that. Uh we are back with Mr. Jim Blue, president and CEO of Cedars. Um, and Jim, it's always it's always comforting to, to know that people are actually listening to the show, yeah. and you got a text. People well, are uh, paying attention. The breadth and depth of your uh, listening audience here, mm-hmm. Dan, is just so impressive. <laughs> uh, and you know, also the people 
care about me. Uh, I mentioned earlier I got in trouble with the foreman because I stuck my head in the in, through the window of the construction. He gave me a call and uh, told didn't me have that, a helmet. Yeah, no. So, or, my, or, or I mean, a, a hard hat. Yes. My longtime friend Megan Leesfeld, who's the executive director of the United Way, just sent me a text. Also knowing that I was a cyclist, suggesting that I just bring one of my helmets to work, my biking helmets to work, <laughs> so go. when I go out there, I'm covered. So yeah. thank you, thank you for caring, Megan. I really appreciate that. There you go, and Megan. So you you get a little shout out. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know the great work that you do over there and uh, at the United Way. <laughs> yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks. Uh, you know we're you know we're always looking out for Jim uh, to make sure because you have had uh, some biking uh, experiences that we won't need to get into but uh i got i got smacked by the side view mirror of a pickup about yeah. four years ago and, yeah. and then he drove off over the he or she drove off over the hill and all i had was just the rear the side view mirror with me that was a bad deal yeah could have been a lot worse i bounced so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um well, uh, so let me back up. Uh, I wanted to get that out front about uh, the Carriage House because it's such an exciting project that I know a lot of people in the community are uh, are interested in. And so thanks for that update, Jim. But let me just back up a little bit for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Cedars. Just give us the overview of uh, all the services and what uh, Cedars' mission is for 75 years in this community. And I've had the really sincerely the honor and Many more days than not the pleasure of being associated with Cedars for 32 years now. Yeah. Um, it's been my professional life for the most part. Uh, and meeting people like me and Leesfeld and you, it's just been a thrill. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking recently about the juxtaposition of the size of our organization and the reach of our organization. We're one of the largest child caring organizations in the state of Nebraska and we're yeah. trusted with the care of a whole lot of kids from very difficult situations. But we have kept that grassroots soul to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we truly have a volunteer board of directors who are the bosses, and they are all volunteers, and they're absolutely wonderful. This is not a small nonprofit that has three or four board members on top. We have some 20 board members, some wonderful, outstanding people in the community, you included. Well, (laughs) I'm honored to serve, Jim, uh, but it is an impressive group of people, and and this lowly little PR guy with a uh, with a microphone, I, I'm I'm honored to serve. Yeah, and a great new class of board members coming in again, too. Outstanding people. Former client is coming in, I think, as a board member, so we're excited about that. But the Cedars organization, kind of our flagship program, is our emergency shelter, the Pioneer Center Emergency Shelter. It is so much more than a shelter. It really wraps around the kids who have no other safe place to spend the night. Uh, about 20 kids every day will find shelter and hope at the Pioneer Center Emergency Shelter. Um, our Bridges Apartments program is another 60, 65 kids every night, older kids in apartments. The Carriage House will prepare some of the most vulnerable to be successful in those scattered side apartments. Uh, foster care, we're pushing about 300 placements right now with fo- wonderful foster parents who we have been blessed to meet and train and we support the heck out of those foster parents by the way 90 percent of our foster parents report that they are fully satisfied with the support we give them nice 
the other 10% we're in dialogue with, but 90% is pretty good with the challenging of this work. Yes. And just to pause on that a second, because you know my interest in, in that area, yeah. but uh, um, do you need more? Is, is the demand such that you can always use more foster parents? We absolutely could use more foster parents, and I want to put a fine point on that, Dan. Uh, we turn away probably 80 kids referrals 80 kids every month because we don't have enough foster homes that i that i am satisfied that we are satisfied with but okay we can always use more great foster parents for the babies and the little kids what we really those are easy those are easier what we really really need is the foster parents for the 14 year olds yeah 13 year olds and i Maybe you've heard me say before, over my career, and this is just me personally, uh, after raising my Susie and I raise our family, I've never met a six-month-old that I want to take home with me (laughs) (laughs) that night, but I have met plenty of 15-year-olds who know what family is and know what that opportunity could be for them, and if I could do it, and I can't because of my role sure. in the organization, in a minute I would take home that precious 13-year-old because they want family. Uh, and anyway, that's the great yeah. need. As well, and I've seen, I've seen that interaction yeah. anytime I'm with you well, and out to Cedars and yeah. there's a young person walking down the hall, you'll stop him and start chatting them well, up. And sure. so, yeah. uh, so, you know, those are some of our out-of-home care programs, but then we have this whole range of what we call prevention services from in-home, working on parenting skills, economic dynamics. Uh, we have an outstanding child care at 27th Holdridge at our Northbridge Community Center. It just, re- it just received the highest award for quality from the state of yeah. Nebraska. yeah. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that soon. That was a wonderful designation. It is the highest level of quality in the state of Nebraska for child care in the Step Up Quality Program. And then our after-school programs at Clinton Hartley and yeah. Randolph Elementary Schools. How key and critical is that, that kids have a place 30, to be 30. after school? Yeah. So uh, really pre- And street outreach and all sorts of other services. So. Well, I want to dig into some of those. And, sure. and Can you stick around? I wasted half, not wasted, I, did, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I toyed around with you for half this uh, segment uh, with my little game, but because uh, we're back uh, about up against a break here. So can, you, can you stick around for the second half? Always at your service, Dan. Okay, all right. Because I want to dig into some of those uh, projects and uh, services that you provide, uh, like the after-school programs and uh, some of the other wraparound uh, programs that uh, Cedars provides here in the community. Because, yeah, as visible as you are and the great work that you do, I still know there's a lot of folks that aren't familiar with the need. And that's that's the other thing I guess I just want to continue to emphasize, because i got a microphone and I'm going to use it, Mm -hmm. is uh, we're a growing city. And, And like I said, we talk about business, we talk about uh, politics on the show, and the need for uh, services that continues to uh, manifest itself because we are a growing city. And one of those is for these uh, kids who find themselves in need of, of services. Yep. So, Great. yeah, cool. Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, folks, stick around. 
And uh, if you got the window open on your drive home, uh, good for you. And, uh, you know, I bet you could set out back and, and have a, a glass of iced tea and listen to the rest of the show while you're, while you're, barbe- while you're grilling something. That's what I'd be doing, by golly, uh, on a day like this. So, anyway, please uh, stick around, and we'll be back uh, after the news break here, and we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Jim Blue uh, from Cedars. Thanks, uh, you bet. So, uh We'll break for the news and come on back. 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition. Thanks for sticking around. I really appreciate it, and I know uh, our guests do as well. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Hey, let me remind you that if you're not following us on X and Facebook, uh, please do. Uh, you know, you can find out who our guests are ahead of time uh, and carry on the conversation uh, after we're out of here, uh, if you'd like. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform. Johnny is uh, Ever so diligent of getting uh, the show up on the podcast just uh, shortly after we sign off the air uh, each evening. Uh, and if you don't, uh, if you don't follow the podcast platforms, uh, all you got to do to uh, to listen to past episodes is go to klan.com, go to the Dan Parsons page, scroll down uh, on that, and find the episode you're looking for. Um, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. It's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. Uh, with Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln, and he's bringing along Evan Colleen, uh, the CEO of your Lincoln Children's Zoo. So that'll be fun. Uh, it's it's almost zoo season. So uh, although it's there, it's always zoo season, right? There's always something going on at the zoo, but it's going to be warm enough to uh, let those tigers and mm-hmm. and everybody out to see all the visitors. So. Uh, well, we are back. Uh, Jim Blue, the president and CEO of Cedars, is kind enough to stick around here in the second half because uh, there's just a lot going on at Cedars, and I just uh, know our listeners are interested in uh, all the activities and all the needs uh, f- uh, to help kids here in uh, our capital city. So mm-hmm. thanks, Jim. Great. You bet. My pleasure. And yeah. I was thinking about your little quiz there we did at the beginning of the game. You know, do you remember these things, swappy disks and such? You know, if there are 20-year-olds listening to this, thinking we were a bunch of old men here. <laughs> Keep in mind, 20-year-old, you want to be us someday. That's right. Somewhat well-adjusted, 62-year-olds that are happy, you know. You want to be us someday. Yeah. So don't make too much. Yeah. Don't, don't have too much fun. That's right. And there, there's, there's going to come a day when you're going to be doing these quizzes to your kids, yeah. you know, and saying, man, you remember back when we had to, uh, uh, we actually had a keyboard to run a computer. When it used to be Twitter. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, because that's that's what's amazing talking about technology is what what's the final thing, Jim, that we're going to say? You know what? I don't think I'm doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But do you know Cedars is building this cool activity center for the kids? That's a great transition, <laughs> Mr. Blue. That is so cool, and I I do I want to hear about this because uh, that's a, yeah. a, a, a fascinating project. So Thank let's you. let's unfold that. So I've been with the organization for 32 years. Uh, you know, I'm looking to the future, and, and when I do leave in the future, where we want the organization to be. And this is one of the great 
needs and gifts to the future. This activity center um, for not only the kids in emergency shelter, but kids in all of our programs. We serve nearly 1,500 kids every day, and we have no one place for the kids to gather. Kids in shelter back on January 10th when it was minus 200 degrees out and it was snowing and these kids who are escaping traumatic situations, escaping the streets, uh, escaping abuse and neglect, have nothing to do but to sit there with 20 other kids. Yeah. So we're really excited about the day when we have this recreation activity center so they can go shoot some baskets, pickleball. We've got kind of a cardio room, a yoga meditation room. But the whole thing is really designed not just for fun but about recovery. A 14-year-old that's coming out of a nasty situation doesn't typically do great sitting on a couch with 50-minute therapy. Yeah. But if they can be involved in movement uh, and have one of our therapists moving with them, shooting baskets, then the truth comes out, um, what they're really feeling. So we're so excited about this. We're going to build it on campus there. It's going to be adjacent to the shelter right next to the outdoor basketball court. It's going to be a wonderful gift to the so kids. You're, so you're going to keep the outdoor basketball court? Yes. Does that yep. stay? Okay. It'll be right okay. between uh, the, the shelter exit, the emergency shelter exit, and the outdoor basketball court, and it will flow out there really easily. Because you've got the land out there. You've got uh, – remind our listeners where Cedars is located. Well, the the main – um, spot that people tend to recognize is at 66 in Pioneers. Okay. Uh, we were founded in 1947 out of a little house uh, in Belmont. <laughs> By 1948, our founders had received a donation of $7,500. I think it was from Woodrow McGee and McGee's department store. Cool. It's supposed to be a secret. Okay, don't tell. Um, $7,500 gift from Woodrow McGee. That's, and, that was some cash yeah, back then. And they bought six acres of land there. Cool. And then over the next few years, they moved the old farmhouse to what original part of what stands today. But we've got a wonderful outdoor area. It works great. The kids were out playing when I left today when it's 65 degrees. Uh, but it ain't always like that in Nebraska. So, so this would be more of a multi-purpose facility? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is not absolutely not just about the luxury of space. It's about what we know about helping kids uh, recover from the traumatic situations that they come from, whether that's physical abuse or being, or or, or, or experiencing homelessness or whatever the situation, it, it's about trauma recovery too, and and that's how it's going to be designed. That's the intentionality behind it. But I just want to say also, it's not just about shelter. It's we're so looking forward to the day when kids from our foster homes can come in. Uh, into one place, and we don't have one place, and hear speakers. Yeah. Uh, hear, hear Coach Rule. Yeah. Um, you know, and or or whoever. 
you can come in and talk to the kids. We, we Exciting have, we, public relations yes, speaker. We, <laughs> <laughs> well, your background is important. Yeah. Well, yes, my, my, and, my birth story. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we're so looking forward to have this. So we're doing everything we can. This is not like the carriage house where we've got a waiting line of kids who need the shelter and the programming. So we started building that before we raised all the money. Yeah. And Spirit did provide. We raised all the money. Yep. Uh, the rec center, we've got to raise all the money, and then we will build it. So that's the focus of this year, trying to get this done for the future. So when will that capital campaign be kicked off? Do you have a uh, date well, set yet? It, it's starting now. Okay. Uh, for those of you who love Give to Lincoln Day, oh. which I do, because yeah. the community has been so generous and helped us do so many things for Give to Lincoln Day, it w- this will be the major focus okay. of Give to Lincoln Day. So um, for those of you who like and familiar with uh, Give to, familiar and like uh, with Give to Lincoln Day, uh, that will be the focus to create this opportunity for the kids to have this outdoor space and really aid in their recovery and so that's may is that may 1st the first week of may into into may but folks can make contributions uh, throughout may there'll be a lot more to come but awesome. it's may yeah awesome yeah really well and good. the community really responded last year uh, i remember yeah right um so yeah. we really appreciate lincoln community foundation uh for making this possible and then of course all the wonderful people who contribute um uh, to that day to cedars and all the nonprofits in our community we are such a giving community and yes, i as our listeners know i i feature lots of nonprofits uh here as many as i can uh uh here on the show and uh yeah, we're just such a giving community. It's it astounds me. I mean, the millions and millions of dollars that are raised for nonprofits on Give to Lincoln Day. It's it's amazing. Uh, we got a call from a older gentleman. I'm guessing in his 80s, uh, and we got a voicemail. We called him right away. But the voicemail is uh, here's my name. Uh, as as you know, I've been giving a hundred dollars. A month for the last 25 years wow. and we know him well bless his heart i'd like to come by for a visit <laughs> so if that be agreeable to you i'm available next wednesday i mean it's the that's cool it it's the wealthiest in our community but it's also the salt of our community who make that a priority in their budgets every you, month. You do have an incredible position. And, and like you said, after over 30 years of doing this, you, you kind of know uh, the lay of the land. But because um, you do, I mean, you're the face of the organization. I know, and you've got a great team. Um, and, and uh, but you get to do so many different things uh, associated with, uh, with Cedars. It's yes. got to be, obviously, it's enjoyable. You've been doing it for three decades. I do. I mean, I, I, I have sufficient self-awareness dan where i'm not good at a broad (laughs) range of things but there are a couple things i'm pretty good at and hiring wonderful people who really have our mission of safety and stability and family for the kids in their hearts who are so talented at what they do so i get to just help them and that's a beautiful place for me yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, 
going to take a little break here. Uh, but when we come back, Jim, I want to talk about uh, you've, you've set some records uh, yeah. as, as yeah. a number of kids that you're serving, which, again, it, it, it just validates how important this organization is here Great. in our city. So, folks, uh, stick around. Appreciate you sticking around. Come on back, and we'll finish up here uh, with Mr. Jim Blue. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around on this lovely uh, Wednesday afternoon here in the greatest city in America. We prove it every day. We're proving it again today, uh, talking with Jim Blue uh, from Cedars about how giving this community is and uh, the need uh, for that generosity here in the city. Uh, let me tell you, just uh, remind you of what's coming up uh, tomorrow uh, on the show. It is the uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable and uh, talk about entertaining guests in addition to Mr. Jim Blue. Uh, Jeff Mall uh, is in for his monthly visit with us. And, of course, you know Jeff uh, from Visit Lincoln, and uh, uh, he's bringing along uh, Evan Colleen, uh, CEO of the Lincoln Children's Zoo. So uh, tune in tomorrow for Jeff uh, and uh, Evan. That'll be fun. Uh, but, but, Jim, uh, as we uh, wrap up here in the last few minutes of the show, um, <clears throat> you had told me in our pregame uh, that you've set some records about the number of kids that you are uh, providing services to. Well, you can imagine in in an organization of some size like Cedars, you know, data flows like a snow squall, which I understand Lincoln had. (laughs) Data flows. Yeah. Uh, So part of my ongoing effort is to turn all that data about everything we do. You know, we're a nationally accredited organization, so there's a lot of data to try to turn that into information. Uh, One of the information buckets that I particularly pay attention to is Knights of Care, right? That's why we were founded back in the 1940s, is to provide a refuge for kids who have no other safe place to spend the night. That is at the core of what we do today. So Knights of Care is really important, and I get get a report every month with that simple number. in December, it was over 10,000 nights of care wow. uh, for well over 300 kids. Uh, and that was the highest that I could track down, over 10,000 nights of care. Um, wow. In January, it was almost to 11,000 nights of care. Wow. For almost 400 kids. Wow. That is the highest that anybody... Now, I didn't go up to the attic and start dealing with all the <laughs> archives, but I, they weren't doing that 40 no. years ago. No, um, it is It is growing the need for shelter, and whether that's emergency shelter or foster care or Bridges Independent Living Program or... or Wherever we can help a child who does not have a safe place to spend, it is growing significantly, and that's scary. And it's a call for us to have the very best staff we can to be with these kids 24 hours a day. So just to break that down a little bit, Jim, um, are are those – where are you seeing the growth and maybe some – causes from growth is it is is the simple answer we're just a growing city uh no it is it is the dynamics of the human needs in the community it is growing more rapidly than our city is growing 
also it's a tough environment for organizations uh, who are trying to provide this care. How so? Uh, well, uh, reimbursement rates from the state uh, of Nebraska yeah. uh, uh, barely keep up with cost of living. Uh, we are blessed to have a name recognition across Nebraska. So we fortunately have contributed dollars, which are so important to help pay for wonderful staff. So we, you know, and there's not many nationally accredited quality organizations in the state anymore. So we get a lot of referrals and that is a responsibility to grow and try to be there because it ain't numbers. It is kids and individual lives. So we're trying to do our best at provide shelter, whether it's in foster care or the Pioneer Center shelter, or again in foster care, which is nearly 300 kids right now. Hmm. Beyond that, Dan, and, and it, you know, it's about what can we do to stop this for the future? <laughs> because this is an untenable reality here, this continued growth and need for kids that don't have a safe place to spend the night. So we're really working on our prevention services. We are excited about what our staff is doing in child care services. And one of my favorite program areas out of a lot is what we're doing in the schools in partnership with the Community Learning Center. Yeah, yeah. let's so talk cool. about that. Yeah. How many schools so are you cool. in? Uh, we have intentionally made a mission-based decision to be involved only with inner city schools. Yeah. So right. it's yeah, where the most needed. Clinton yeah. Elementary School, mm -hmm. Hartley, uh, Randolph is kind of on the edge of that, but they have such a big student population there that we are pleased and proud to be part of that. And you know the it's t there are you know families trying to make it one or two parents, they're working, both working after yep. school or yep. going to the second job as a single parent. And nobody wants a seven-year-old to go home to an empty house or apartment. So the opportunity to be there after school, for Cedars to be there for the, these kids, uh, it's beautiful. About 3.30 every day, if I can't be there, I think about that's the transition of kids going on. There are... That's life in, a, you know, in this city, yeah. yeah there are yeah. There are 40 kids at clinton who are moving into this the care of our wonderful staff at cedars so we're really proud of that and again i i think for a lot of us uh, we don't even recognize that and and obviously you know all of our kids <clears throat> are grown and out of the house but uh yeah we had kids in lps and when you know we had i remember juggling between you know i was married at the time and you know that 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 routine that we all have uh, but we were blessed yep. as as your family and they're two-parent households and a solid you know, a solid, loving home. And, and it was still a challenge to get the kids where they're supposed to be and after school and before school. And so just imagine, folks, mm -hmm. what's that, what that's like for a population in this city uh, that has some really big challenges. And so many parents are just working so hard to be good parents, but the poverty of resources, yeah, the ones that we are focusing on is typically the single-parent households who don't have the educational degrees that are working one or two minimum wage jobs and we're trying to partner with them to create a new reality for their kids and their family. Yeah. So I'm very proud of the Cedars organization and what my colleagues are doing every single day. Yeah. Um, how can people learn more? How can people uh, help? 
Well, uh, the easiest way to help is to just be there spiritually for the organization. Know that we are working hard every day to help lift up the kids and families who are struggling of our community. Uh, I mentioned this older gentleman that has worked his way into his budget, $100 a month. <laughs> Bless his know? heart. Yeah. And I'm sure that comes out of his Social Security check, but yeah. he's been able to do it for years. Um, so whatever your means are, know that it goes to some of the very best staff working with high-need people in the community. There are wonderful nonprofits. If your call is another nonprofit organization and you're comfortable with it, give to that organization because we are a fabric and we're all woven together in Lincoln. Yeah, no, it is. And, I, and I've said this before, I've said it just a minute ago, of how generous this city is. And again, I think those of us who have lived here most of our lives uh, uh, maybe forget that. But this is a unique place. Yeah. And you're a very generous individual, too, Dan, and I'm very grateful for your friendship and all your support. No, you're kind. Well, you're an entertaining guest. (laughs) That's very generous of you, Dan. (laughs) Oh, well, Jim Blue, president and CEO of the Cedars, uh, thank you. We'll keep track of things and and keep, keep us posted on how that new project goes. Folks. That's the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, Have a wonderful evening. Go do good things. We'll see you tomorrow.